Welcome to the Nehemiah Collective Podcast, where we tell the stories of men and women embodying the beautiful future God has for the church and giving us back a holy imagination for all that's possible. In this episode, my conversation is with my friend Eniola Abioya. Eniola is filled with the life and joy of the Holy Spirit. She's following and chasing after him wherever he leads her. She's filled with creativity, wisdom, and a deep well of love for Jesus and the people around her. I'm so excited for you guys to listen in on all that she shares. Niola, how did you get here? Yeah, I think the first thing, the first answer to that question would be my parents. Both of them love Jesus a lot and they have since before I was born. They both grew up in Nigerian homes. And so my dad was born in London and my mom was born in um, the UK, like mm-hmm. me. But mm. she was raised in um, Nigeria and she lost both of her parents at an early age. And then shortly after, gave her life to Christ. And my dad, wow. his dad wasn't a believer. He was actually, he actually had multiple wives, but he he ended up, my dad ended up leaving his childhood home when he was about 18. And mm. then, but before that, when his mom had passed, I can't remember how old he was, but he had given his life to Jesus through a roommate on that same day that he found out his mom died. And so both of my parents have this really unique history with the Lord where God, God stepped into actually their deepest pains um, yeah. of losing parents and, and so my whole life, I've just known God to be everything. He's always been a part of my day, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Growing up, yeah. we would have these early morning Bible studies. We, My dad, I remember many nights my, waking up in the middle of the night and my dad, you know, was laying hands on me, praying for me um, oh, wow. in the middle of the night. Yeah, my mom, same thing. They've just been this, they've been these honestly anchors. Um, and mm. giants in the faith for me. And so every step I've taken from there has been in that space of of just discovering the more of God, but from their ancient wells, from their wells. So yeah. That's beautiful. And yeah. and would you say then that that created a pretty high expectation for you to see God move wherever you went? A hundred percent. I think I think that I can't. I don't know if I can remember the moment that I knew there was more because mm. I, that's just an interesting moment. But I think that happens as a result of the, the Holy Spirit. When someone has an encounter with the Holy Spirit, then there's this thing of, wait, there's more. There's, you know, and, and I think mm. that's what the Spirit of God provokes in us is a longing for himself. But I think, you know, as I started to grow and become a teenager, I had already anchored myself in the reality that this is where I'd be for the rest of my life. I didn't really plan on doing anything more than following Jesus's leadership. (laughs) You know, I still don't. Um, (laughs) But I, in a high school, I remember kind of being that girl who carried her Bible and, but, but I mean, similar to kind of what you said to me earlier, I just, I feel like there's always been a grace to cross boundaries and find Mm. favor in multiple spaces. I mean, I was on the debate team 
but and I had a and my teacher, he was a homosexual, but he loved me even though I was the one who carried the Bible in class. There was this great favor and grace on my life to to be tethered to the Lord and to let that be a window into his nature for other people. So that's been my journey, even through a couple couple years in college it was the same thing i would find myself just tethered to the lord and yeah. and he would awaken just fresh desire for different spaces but it'd still be him mm-hmm. you know yeah. whether it was music or art or film or fill in the blank it was it was always still him yeah um, so yeah yeah that's beautiful we're because you are so creative. I feel like you sing with all these different like upper room, Jesus people, circuit riders, but then you have these incredible poems and this art that you do. Does that come from just a place that you feel like God's inspired you to create? Totally. I think I relate so deeply to a lot of the artists of old, kind of the Renaissance people I call them renaissance people and I don't necessarily mean from the renaissance time period but I mean Mm. people who their whole world was to continue to explore ideas and a and an emerging world um Mm. through art and so I mean whether that's Mm. yes Leonardo da Vinci but I think of some of the more closer to our time but still far like Henri Mm. Matisse and yeah. And Augusta Savage, who she was part of the Ren- Harlem Renaissance. Mm. But I just think about people who processed life through creativity. And it feels for me, it feels like the space that the Lord meets me or, or more so has handed me to communicate what he's doing in me because it's so much like oh, that's there beautiful. are times. Yeah, there are times I think. I think he's done that with and for everyone. I think he's given everyone kind of an avenue or a highway or whatever to process the complexities of life and and what it looks like even to draw close to him and feel all the things. Yeah. And so I think I've just been a student of that space. And I I wish I could say that I have this degree in art and I have a degree (laughs) in all these things, but but my life, it feels like it's been a school. It's been a school mm. of of learning, a school of navigating all That's the beautiful. things. And so, yeah. I love that. And yeah. I think one thing that you carry, and I, I wonder if you could explain it. You also seem to have this, oh, I'm just going to do it attitude. You just uh, seem to be able to throw yourself into anything. Do you know where that comes from? Could you name that? Gosh, I love that you brought that up because I, I can't, I don't. I might be able to process it out, but I don't know if I can name it. I <laughs> I think, oh, there was this moment when I was a student in college and I was at ORU and I was in my dorm and I was on the ground. And I remember I had all these, I should have been asleep, but I was wide awake and I had all these red construction cardstock papers around me. Mm-hmm. and black sharpie and i was just sitting in the room worship music was playing and i was writing down a bunch of words over and over and over and over again and i was just talking to the lord but also getting whatever was in my heart out and mm-hmm. i started writing 
on these papers, creativity and worship, creativity and worship. I, I literally, I, I wish I could find those papers, but I remember writing them over and over and over and over and over again. Wow. And I, and I didn't realize it at the moment at all, but I, I do now that really the Lord was kind of um, highlighting the spaces that he was inviting me into because no human being spoke to me from that moment and said, Hey, these are the spaces that you're no, there was no prophetic word, nothing. Yeah. It was all this encounter with the Holy spirit where I thought I was just getting out the things that were in my heart, but really he was speaking to me hmm. um, and through me to me. But I remember the Lord said to me, Eniola, if there's anything that you desire to do, you can do it. I remember oh, him saying wow. that very clearly to me. And I kept having this picture in my head of me, you know, being however old and learning karate, mm. you know, because that was <laughs> at the time was something I was thinking about. And he was, if there's anything you want to do, I, by my spirit, you can do anything. You know, I just remember thinking, all right, he said it. What, who am I to mm. To unwrap, undo that, and not believe it, and so I've just been holding fast to that um, yeah. my whole life. And sometimes it's super successful and exciting, and other people are like, "Oh, I won't," you know. And then yeah. sometimes it's I'm gonna let that be there, you know. I'm gonna let what mm -hmm. I did be and continue to move forward, you know. So yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. It's not all just success. It comes with trying yeah. and doing and pursuing. What, yeah. what, so again, something I'm hearing is pursuing the presence of God and just time with the spirit is super important to you. How does yes. someone start doing that? Cause it sounds like a lot of your encounters were in those spaces. Totally. I think a couple, the Bible says that we come to him believing that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mm. And so a couple things I would suggest is, you know, if there's an idea or concept or belief that someone has of, I don't know if I'll meet God here. I mm. think it's worth going into a room or a space where it's just you and God mm. and maybe bringing out a sheet of paper and, mm. and, and bringing your Bible and just sitting with the Lord and having a conversation with him about, about how hard it is to, believe or to connect with him the reason is because i think of if i have a friend or if i'm dating someone or whatever and i'm having an issue with them i don't hash that out in front of everyone i don't yeah. you know yeah like one of my best friends and i were talking about trust and we lead worship together and we were just processing how sometimes i might not trust if if i as a co-lead or if he's co-leading, we don't trust the other person who's leading, then we may try to kind of exert our strength. And, mm. and in this, and, let, and if I'm leading worship in front of people and my co-leader is trying to just, you know, kind of take over because they don't trust my leadership. Mm -hmm. That's not something I could stop the prayer, the set or the <laughs> service and hash out with them that's something that's even in a debrief you know i'm not even going to sit in front of everyone at the band and do that i'm mm -hmm. i'm gonna be okay can we talk do you want to go get coffee can we go for a walk mm -hmm. and then it's let me ask let me ask some questions let me discover what it is that is 
is making it so difficult for us to connect. And so I think it's worth not allowing people who have their own opinion about God and maybe even negative opinion about God to create the framework for the way that I relate to him, but to let him do that. Like you, Michael, I don't, I'm, we're just very recently connected, but if I ask all the people around you, even some of the closest people to you about you, and they told me things about you. And then I related to you based on that. That is so unfair to you because there's a Mm. person that I have not encountered. And so I feel if I want to know the Holy spirit, I have to sit with him. I have to take him at his word. I have to believe him. The Holy spirit. Yeah. Like I'm in a space now where the Holy Spirit's been teaching me. He's like, Eniola, I've called you to love. I've called you to do a lot of things. Not called you, but he's like, you're you're doing a lot of things. And there are a lot of things that are in your wheelhouse. But I have primarily called you to love. Mm. Love is your calling. Mm. And so when I'm upset with someone and I feel very justified in what I'm upset about, or when I see something that I want to, you know, that doesn't look like love, I am convicted by the truth that man, when he spoke to me, he said that love is the way for me yeah. to live my life. Eniola, what is your calling, Eniola? It's to love. Very straight up, very simple. It's to love. And I can't exchange that voice for anything because mm-hmm. as we've kind of seen over the past year, there's not really an anchored voice. Wow. Except the voice of God mm-hmm. as we process injustice as we process you know covid as we process politics as we process all these things no one's voice is as anchored as the voice of the holy spirit by his word and by the experience of sitting with him and so yeah i i think Mm. and then also secondly that was number one number two is i think i think well maybe number three number one is by his word number two is by experience sitting with him and number three, I would say, is by reading books by other people who have deep relationships with the Holy Spirit and who, you know, and, and obviously yeah. letting the first two be the primary leaders and anchors in that. But I mean, mm-hmm. there are so many people who you can eat the meat and spit out the bones and just read about how they have encountered the nearness of the Holy Spirit. And so mm. that's just been, you know, a gift for me um, yeah. in my walk. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, that was so good. You just taught me so much. Come on, preach, girl. (laughs) Okay, so when you think about the future of the church, what is maybe something we need to reimagine? That's such a good question. I think love. I think love. I think Hmm. we we desperately need to reimagine love. I think it starts with us loving ourselves Loving God rightly, loving Jesus rightly, loving Jesus as he is, not as, not as we want to be like letting, letting the love we have for Jesus purge all the things that we may have put on Jesus that aren't his to carry. You know, if, if there's an, an expectation I have of Jesus or a, or a vision I have of Jesus that he did not pioneer by his, by his word again then I'm letting letting the love I truly have for him heal me of that sickness, you know? And then same with loving myself. I think a constant thing I pray is God help me 
please help me to see myself the way you do. No more, no less. Because that's what humility is. The way of Jesus hmm. is humility, is love. And humility is taking up no more and no less space than what he's called you to. But I won't know that oh, wow. unless I lean into him. Mm-hmm. And Because he knows, and I have to believe that. I have to believe that he knows it all. And when I'm in a spot where there's a gap, I'm, that's fine. I'm in a gap. Hmm. He still knows it all. And hmm. I'll, and and let's say I'm at the edge of my understanding. Am I going to allow our relationship to be sacrificed for the sake of my understanding or will I sacrifice understanding wow. for the sake of my relationship? It's that's kind hmm. that's life. That hmm. is life. Life is getting to these outer limits, outer banks of the deepest places and then being, what am I willing to throw off the cliff? You know, like, yeah. Is, yeah. It the, is it the nearness I have with the son of God or is it hmm. the thing I've been holding onto the crutch? Anyway, so okay. I think as a church, yeah, there's just a steep invitation to navigate love rightly, hmm. especially in light of the conversations that, that are culturally coming up. When you talk about racism, but, but even another level is anti-Semitism and homophobia. Like, and I know that's such a swirly subject, but I mean, even just relating to people who are different than us as a church. What's a misconception you think Christians have about the church that maybe they need to release? Yes. A misconception. Oh, I think it's that we, at least to the Western church, I think it's that we will be able to function separately from each other. I think that's a misconception. Oh yeah. I think, I think we think that we can function without each other. And that's just not true. We actually won't be able to do that. And so I think, I think the, the thing is that we, Oh, thank you, man. I think the thing is that we, we need to, we need a different vision of our, of the way that we interact with each other, the way that we love. It's kind of what I was saying before. It's, it's that we need a deep revelation of how much we are loved. Yeah. And then once we do that, it will flood every single thing and every way that we relate to others. Because the Bible said it's so simple and very basic, but the scriptures say they will know us by our love. Yeah. And and I feel very convicted by how easy it is for me as a leader in the church to have to entertain thoughts that maybe even put down an, a community that's different from me. Their expression mm. of love to the Lord is different from mine. And so then it's easy for me to stick their community and little anecdotes into the way that I teach a message or the way that I talk about what's important in worship and all those things. I should, that shouldn't be easy for me. That should be Mm. painful. There should be a deep grief in that. Like, Mm. and I, and I get it, you know, when you have a family member that is crazy, it's, you know, you, (laughs) you can make fun of them, but nobody else can, you know? And I, but I just sense this longing in my heart for us to begin to get a deeper vision for our body because I think I know that Jesus wants his body together. He wants oneness. It's his desire. Mm -hmm. And when I 
am familiar with just putting down another community or another expression of the faith. And I mean, I get it. There's the nuances of, you know, are you preaching the Bible or you're not preaching the Bible? Are you, you know, are you talking about things that, and those nuances are so real and, and we navigate those, but I think we do those in the context of family, not in mm. such a way that the whole world is kind of like, gosh, what mm. I, if I don't want to be adopted into that family, their dad is super nice, but those kids, man, I don't, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's that. And so I think there's just an invitation for the bride of Christ, the body to kind of just eliminate the illusion that we can do this alone and start to embrace a biblical faith that's no, we don't, there's no way to do this by myself. It doesn't Mm. matter how much revival I'm experiencing if I'm not one with his body ultimately. And and I'm not saying that happens in everyone's lifetime, but I think that that grief should be there somewhere in our heart that we're not together because it's in Jesus's, you know? Yeah, it really is. That's really good. Maybe one last question I'd have for you is how do you pursue the freedom that I feel like you carry? You just have this sense of just you're free in Jesus and you have this lightness and you kind of model any of this unity with all these different faiths and tribes and people that you're a part of. How, How have you pursued that or how have you found that? I think it's following the Holy Spirit. I really see Holy Spirit as my best friend, but not just my best friend, as my teacher, as and counselor. And I think we'll all be put in so many different situations that we'll be invited to grab hold of and let go, grab hold of and let go. And I think I've experienced just so much, even in the past just two years, of some spaces that I thought that I would be full of gray hair or <laughs> I'd be watching from the cloud of witnesses before, you know, I, yeah. I didn't think I would live to see some of the things I'm seeing. And, hmm. and I think it's, you know, when you recognize the times you recognize what God is doing in you and around you and you lean in and say, Oh God, if this is what you're doing, then I, I'll put down what I'm doing to, to hmm. pick up what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you know, having a yes heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's having a position and in that, you know, sometimes it's easier said than done, but it's a muscle that we mm-hmm. practice. It's having, it is obedience and it is, but the position of obedience is love. It's a yes. It's Lord. The moment I hear you knocking, the, I'm turning my heart to you with a yes in my heart. And even yeah. if I have to wrestle through what I'm saying, yes to the yes mm-hmm. is not the thing that will be sacrifice at the end of the day it will be my understanding will be my expectation it will be what i think not the yes the yes will always be there um yeah and as as we go on and as we as we move along as we live what what comes what the fruit of that is a joy that accompanies the yes there's this Mm -hmm. joy i can't i can't find the joy of giving jesus my unequivocal Yes. That's so good. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. We are a brand new podcast, so we'd love if you would share us with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, wherever you're listening, and review and spread the word. We are also so much more than a podcast. 
we look to help rebuild the church in all kinds of different ways and we'd love your help to do that so you can donate through the link in our description of this episode and we'll see you next time